Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Cody Goodwin, Des Moines Register. Uh, Tom, I'm kind of at a loss for words when it comes to Spencer, but I, I know you touched on the team title and wanting to bring this home. What what does it mean to to get this back in Iowa City? It's been, I mean, this was the longest drought since the program won its first title way back when. This has to be pretty special. Uh, I mean, I think it puts in context the work that we had to do, um, how far we were off, and, um, you know, we were one for three in the finals. Um, there's a lot of processing going on here. I think it's time to, to enjoy. And that, that's really hard for me to say, but as a leader of the program, I got to steer it that way because our fan base has craved this. And uh, th- this isn't automatic. This was earned. What's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I am glad you're here. Happy Tuesday, episode 91, and we're here to recap the NCAA Wrestling Championships a day later than usual because, guys, uh, there was a lot that happened this past weekend. I hope you'll forgive me because I needed a couple of days to recover. I hope you guys took a couple of days to kind of relax and digest it as well. Uh, because I mean, here's a good question. Where do we even start? Right. Um, Iowa won the team championship. Their their first team title since 2010, their fourth under head coach, Tom Brands and the 24th in program history. Hawkeyes scored 129 points to beat out Penn state who scored 113 and a half and crowned four champs. They also, uh, held off Oklahoma state, uh, who powered their way to third 99 and a half points. And then shout out to Arizona state as well. Fourth place, uh, 74 points, their first team trophy finish since 1995. We could start there. We could start with, uh, you know, the Hawkeyes finished the weekend with seven total All-Americans. Uh, Spencer Lee, we could, pro- we could probably start and end there. That could We could do a whole entire podcast about this guy. Uh, won his third consecutive NCAA title at 125 pounds, and he did so on a freshly torn ACL. Um, two more Iowa wrestlers made the finals. Jade Nyerman at 41, Michael Kemmer at 174. Two more finished third. Austin DeSanto at 33, Tony Cassiope at heavyweight. Jacob Warner finished fourth at 97. Caleb Young took seventh at 157. Uh, Iowa State, Northern Iowa, both finished inside the top 20 as well um uh, cyclones they tied with rutgers for 13th overall 37 and a half points buying a pair of all americans david carr won a national title at 157 pounds heavyweight gannon gremel he finished fifth um and then Northern Iowa also, they took 19th place, 24 and a half points. Uh, just Parker Keck guys and on the podium, but a third place finish at 184 pounds. We could, there's a lot of different ways we could probably start this show, guys. Um, but why, you know, I, we could also end it right there, I guess, as well, too, right? Like, that's all the local schools, but but why should we? There was so much that happened over the course of these three days. So what I figured I'd do is this. Uh, we'll break down the team race in a little bit more detail. We'll focus primarily on the top three teams, because I have interviews also with um, Iowa coach Tom Brands, Penn State coach Kale 
Sanderson. Um, I'll share those with you guys. Then we'll go weight by weight. We'll discuss the big things that happened, what stuck out, uh, how the finals matches went, and some other fun things from each weight. Does that sound like a plan? We'll cue up that background music and we'll dive into this bad boy head first. Thanks a bunch for listening, you guys. Sorry again about the day late, uh, but hopefully the show will make up for it. The team race belonged to Iowa from the jump on Thursday. Uh, the Hawkeyes seized the team lead by the end of the first two uh, sessions, um, and they never really relinquished it the rest of the way. They led by two points after the first round, five and a half after the first day. They led by as many as 30 as the tournament unfolded on Friday before they ultimately settled in and won by 15 and a half points. The uh, the Hawkeyes, they went 10-0 on the first round, 18-2 on the first day, and ultimately they won 23 of their first 26 matches through Friday morning's uh, quarterfinal session. So they stumbled just a little bit in session four, batted just over 500 during the blood round, um, and then a strong Saturday morning allowed the Hawkeyes to clinch the team title before the finals even started. That's a sign of a great team, guys. Wicked combination of depth, talent, firepower. Hawkeyes have had it the last two years. Uh, they were finally able to showcase it at the national tournament this year. Um, because obviously last year's was nixed by COVID. The NCAA championships can be broken down kind of into waves. Um, Thursday's all about setting yourself up for the rest of the weekend, right? Friday's about collecting as many team points as you possibly can because there are bunches of them out there and available. Saturday, for those truly in contention, is about finishing the job. The Hawkeyes did that, start to finish, followed each step. That's why they're the national team champs. For the weekend, Iowa went 38-14 and 14 overall. For perspective, the 10 starters that wrestled at the NCAA championships combined for 79 total matches during the regular season, five duels, and the Big Ten championships. Um, and then they wrestled 52 combined matches over the course of a three-day tournament. Um, that was... Um, all of that had a 27-day pause thrown into the middle of it. So I don't know what all that means. I just thought it kind of was interesting a little bit. More perspective. Iowa scored 129 team points while receiving only seven combined team points from three guys. Max Murin at 49, Alex Marinelli at 165, and Nelson Brands at 184. Murin scored two. He also had a team point deducted because he spiked his headgear after he lost to Bula Wallen in the quarterfinals. Uh, Alex Marinelli only scored four, had a couple of major decisions to get to the quarterfinals, then obviously lost in and medically defaulted out. And then Nelson Brand scored just one point. Um, so yeah, those three went a combined five and six for the tournament. If you remove their points from Iowa's team total, they still win this tournament by eight and a half points. That's probably a lot closer um, than you guys would have liked um, for those of you that cheer on the black and gold. But hey, that's just kind of adding a little bit more perspective to what this team was able to do this past weekend. Again, they're very, very good. Iowa's 38 and 14 overall record included 21 bonus point wins. For the tournament, Iowa finished with 27 total bonus points, most in the tournament. Second most was actually surprisingly maybe a little bit Minnesota with 17 and a half. Then Penn State and Oklahoma State both finished with 17 bonus points as Arizona State finished with 15. A couple more stats for you guys. Iowa led the tournament with the most total match points at 396. That equals out to about 7.6 points per match. That's pretty dang good, right? Penn State finished second with 326 total match points. Oklahoma State finished third with 298. For those curious, Penn State went 32-10 and 10 overall. And again, 17 bonus points. Huge chunk of their wins came obviously from their four champs, right? Roman Bravo-Young, Nick Lee, Carter Storacci, Aaron Brooks, they all went 5-0. and 0. That's 20 of Penn State's 32 wins right there. The other five wrestlers they had qualify for the weekend when it combined 12-10 and 10 overall. Again, this is a team title. There is a team aspect to this thing, despite the Nittany Lions 
showing out on Saturday night, as impressive as that was. Oklahoma State went 36-16 and overall, and a large chunk of their wins came on Friday. By my count, the Cowboys went 20-4 and on Friday at the NCAA Championships, which included Wyatt Sheets, Travis Whitlake, and Dakota Gear going a combined 12-0 and in the Russell back. So all, both of those, all three of those guys, two matches in the morning on Friday, two matches in the evening on Sat on Friday, all victories. Um, it also includes Dayton Fix and AJ Ferrari both winning twice to reach the finals at their weights, 33 and 97. That's insane. 20 and four in one day. It's also how you win team trophies, right? Um, that's the team race. It was Iowa's to lose, and they did not lose it. And as a result, the NSA championship trophy is back in Iowa City for the first time since 2010. We caught up with Iowa coach Tom Brands after the finals had concluded on Saturday night. Here's what he had to say about the tournament, finals matches, all that jazz. We also caught up with Penn State coach Cale Sanderson, get his thoughts on his team's performance. So you're going to hear Tom first, then you'll hear Cale. They both spoke for about 10 minutes, then we'll circle back and hit the weight-by-weight recaps on the other side. Hope you guys enjoy Joining us now, head coach of the Iowa Hawkeyes, Tom Brands. Congratulations on your team title and all that goes with it. First question up is from Mike Finn of Win Magazine. Tom, congratulations on what you did this year. But could this also just tell you how tough it is to win national championships? Not just the fact getting there, but on a night that you do it, you have to deal with two of your top ranked guys losing. The emotional, what it takes out on you. Uh, here's what I would like to say. The, you know, is, here's the emotion. There's joy also. Um, this is a hard night. Everyone I've been associated with, unless you win 10 weights, which hasn't happened yet. And so here's the joy part. It's been 11 years since a real important trophy's been in Iowa City. And this team and these 35 guys back in that wrestling room and these 10 guys here in this coaching staff and this administration um, brought a trophy back that's important to our fan base. So that's got to be said. And is there relief? Not really, but there, there is joy. The biggest thing is what, what you talk about is the things where these guys are going to be, um, you know, dealing with a lot of things that um, where there was work left undone. And uh, Spencer Lee, last match, wins the title. Um this interview certainly is more enjoyable with him winning. With that in mind, Tom, in the past you've talked about how important it is for him being a 125 pounder. He ignites the team. Uh, it, it, not that you didn't need to be ignited tonight, but does it just show you how important he has been to your team? Yeah, and his, you can't, um, I mean, you can never overstate his importance. So um, it's, it's, it's certainly as a spark plug, um, an igniter, but it's way, way more than that. The, and the fact that he's your, I guess, is he's your your first three-time national champ, I believe. Is that right? And and the fact that he's had this year to do it, then he'll have next year. And the fact that I think you're going to have your almost your whole team come back, aren't they? Uh, I mean, there's a lot to be ironed out. That, it's that simple. Thank you, Tom. Gary Abbott, USA Wrestling. Uh, Tom, um, Spencer just told ESPN that he uh, had his ACL uh, gone for this tournament, was injured, and uh, that he still was able to do what he needed to do. Talk about the heart of that kid and, and, and what it takes for him to, 
you know, win a finals match, even though he's he's probably not the athlete he's used to being. Uh, I wouldn't. I would debate that he's not the athlete. That I mean, there's a lot of ways to win wrestling matches, and you know, he's he's got some fresh injuries. I'm not getting into the details. Um, we'll let him talk about that. Um, but I just talked about the importance of him um, in a lot more ways than being on the mat and, and demonstrating his skill and being a point-scoring guru. Um, it's more than that. It's the toughness factor. And, you know, you watch him compete sometimes and, um, you know, maybe things aren't going his way and he's got a 14-2 to lead and he puts his head on the mat and he may get criticized for that. But when it's time to show up, um, he's, he's for real. And you, you know what? Unofficially, you're looking at a two-time Hodge Trophy winner. I mean, uh, may, maybe Stevenson's close, um, but Spencer buried the competition. Not a point scored in the NCAA Finals. Not a point scored. Um, went through a tournament with, with uh, whatever injuries he had and, and still dominated and dominated the entire year. I don't know if he got out of the second period, maybe. Maybe, maybe. So... You're looking at the two-time consecutive Hodge Trophy winner. Thanks, Tom. Cody Goodwin, Des Moines Register. Hi, Tom. I'm kind of out of a loss for words when it comes to Spencer, but I, I know you touched on the team title and wanting to bring this home. What what does it mean to to get this back in Iowa City? It's been, I mean, this was the longest drought since the program won its first title way back when. This has to be pretty special. Uh, I mean, I think it puts in context the work that we had to do, um, how far we were off, and, um, you know, we were one for three in the finals. Um, there's a lot of processing going on here. I think it's time to, to enjoy, and it, that, that's really hard for me to say, but as a leader of the program, I got to steer it that way because our fan base has craved this, and uh, th this isn't automatic. This was earned. What are your overall thoughts about how the team performed this weekend? I know that one and two in the finals tonight, but overall, I mean, they were able to clinch it before you even got to tonight's session. Well, there's, you know, there's waves, you know, and this morning, I think we won five out of six or six out of seven, whatever it was. Um, those first three matches were huge, you know, and, and, and one was a payback match, um, you know, at 97. And then, you know, 157, we had a payback match from a year ago. And, and those are hard matches, and they rose to the occasion. And, you know, that's how tournaments are won. But, you know, true joy in the team, and you saw it um, for sure out there, that some guys that were really, really hurting, but are also team-oriented enough to, there's real pure joy in celebrating with Spencer. And Spencer's an ordinary guy. So he's, he's having fun and talking and, you know, they feed off that. You know, Warner was feeding off that. And, and so um, Spencer Lee healed a lot of hearts um, on our team that are, that are very close um, friends and, and locker room mates, et cetera. Just by winning a wrestling match. I mean, that's important. He healed a lot of heart, hearts just by winning a wrestling match. Good job. KJ, I know you had your hand raised. It kind of goes up and down. KJ, you want to talk? Uh, can you address one of the questions I had uh, about the 
Okay, I think KJ's KJ's good. Uh, Austin Hansen, Daily Iowan, go ahead. Hey, Coach. Uh, I was just wondering, was there ever any doubt over the last ten years that you'd go back to school? Always confident that another national title uh, lied ahead for you. Uh, there's never doubt. I mean, th- this program has never redshirted its best team. This program has put its best team on the mat every year. Uh, we will continue to do that. Our fan base expects it. Our administration expects it. Our coaching staff expects us. And when we recruit, those parents expect it. And we want to deliver to those athletes. And so that's important to us. So you're, you're I mean, mentally, you, you got to remember who you're talking to here as well in, in a competitive aspect. Um, Tom and Terry Brands. Um, and, you know, the, the, the level of athlete that you're coaching and who you recruited, Spencer Lee, Michael Kemmer, Alex Marinelli, uh, on and on and on, Tony Cassiope. And I, now I transfer Jaden Ironman. And so, you know, we expect to deliver every year. Kyle Klingman, track wrestling. Tom, how do you keep getting better? You communicate, you look yourself in the mirror. There has to be a reflection process right now, but the bottom line is, is that you have to have an open mind. And I'll tell you what, these next steps for some of these guys are gonna be real painful, whether they step on the mat again or not. And this has to make you better whether you step on the mat again or not. I mean, it's that simple. Mike Finn, close us out. Yeah, Tom, you just used the word expectations from your fans, from your administration. Are those expectations ever unfair, or do you deal with expectations that other schools do not deal with? No, they're not unfair. It's it's on par with the coaching staff and the and the talent that we recruit. It's, it's on it's on par with the parents that raise these kids. We love it. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Go Hawks. Coach of Penn State, Kale Sanderson, joining us for a few minutes. Uh, open it up for questions. I know, Mike, you were looking to talk to him. Yes. Mike Finn, go ahead. Uh, Kale, congratulations on the night. I know you're not going to win it as a team, but you, your group has certainly made a statement uh, for almost the immediate future, and especially the guys who came back to beat Iowa wrestlers after losing them in the Big Ten Finals. What was the key to that, to turning this around, making this happen for them? Uh, I think the guys just, uh, they just believed and they, uh, they wrestled really well. I mean, obviously you're in the NCAA finals, you can wrestle great and, and still uh, not win. Uh, they just, the, the, you know, the level of competition. So um, just outstanding. So our guys just did a really nice job. I think they just believed and they, uh, and they found a way. I think we had three overtimes and, and then, you know, a tight match there at 84. So, you know, probably, uh, but it's it just great to see the toughness out of the guys. And, you know, I think that's where that belief really, really kicks in. Is there anything special about this group compared to like the David Taylors and the other guys you've had in the past who've done so well for you? Uh, well, I think we have some really special guys and, and uh, you know, we got to, uh, obviously we need a little bit uh, more of a, uh, a team effort, right? I mean, you if you have four national champions and you're not, winning the tournament that just speaks uh you just you, you got to have more point scores but it also kind of tells you just how good Iowa is I mean they got a really good team this year and and uh they competed really well and and uh, won a lot of a lot of tough matches and um but yeah we just need a couple more point scores in there but you know I mean the goal is always just to be the best you can be you know we're 
uh, just grateful to be here, um, win or lose. You know, we're, we're going to learn if we lose and, and move forward. You know, I think, you know, a year like this, especially for me as a coach, um, you know, I need to do a better job in a lot of ways, and, and nothing uh, really reinforces that uh, than losing, more than losing. Thank you. Jacob Ferry at the Daily Collegiate. Yeah, Kale, you know, obviously Nick and Roman talked about sort of what they've been through to get here. Just how proud are you of them? And, you know, what does it mean for you to see those guys finally, you know, reach the top? Yeah, I'm happy for them. I mean, my job as a head coach is I want to see those guys happy. I want to see them smiling and and uh, and you want them to win, obviously, because, you know, that's going to make them happy. But, you know, there's just that bigger picture of uh, just kind of their persona and their attitude and their focus and just making sure they're thinking about things in the right way. Um, but, you know, winning uh, just adds obviously a little a little or a lot more to that because, uh, uh, you know, it's just something they've been dreaming about, obviously, since, since they were little kids. But, yeah, it's been a crazy year, I mean, for everybody. You know, I mean, even, um, you know, guys like Greg Kirkfleet, I mean, he, he was told he was out. He was out for three months. Um, he couldn't lift a weight, couldn't go for a jog. Uh, for six or seven weeks and he got cleared literally the day before we wrestled Maryland about three hours and he uh, um, you know he wrestled and then ended up being an All-American you know uh, you know Robert Howard similar thing he had a surgery after the New Jersey State Tournament last year and uh, you know a long long surgery so he didn't get a lot of uh, you know time to learn college wrestling and he jumped out there and wrestled big for us I mean you go up and down the lineup and and uh, these guys did a really good job and I'm really proud of them and um, excited about the future. Nate Cobbler, Daily Center Times. Hey, Kale. Um, hey. Hopefully, uh, you're, you're you're all uh, done and taken care of now, and yeah, you can kind of take the take a break of easier. But can you just talk about? You know, this is the third time now that you guys have had four national champions. Uh, can you just talk about that and just just kind of how special that is for a program? Yeah, you know, as a coach, you're. I mean, you just expect to win. I think I, I just believe our guys are going to win. And so when they don't win or somebody doesn't reach their goals, your heart's always with them. So it's it's tough to, you know, enjoy the moment, uh, whether you win as a team or not, because we, we are a team of uh, individuals. Obviously, the team aspect is, is, is priority number one. But, you know, your heart's always with the kids that don't reach their goals, um, especially the ones that do everything right and, and work hard. Um, so, yeah, I mean, when you have – four guys win you know you got to enjoy it because we could have easily I wouldn't say easily because I don't want to disrespect our guys but I mean you know you can go and four in the finals like I said before and, and still wrestle well so um, you know we're, we're happy Benjamin Surfas Yo, can you elaborate on the chemistry in your room a lot of your guys have said you know they're, they're cheering each other on they're fighting back tears watching their teammates win championships can you elaborate a little bit on that well, you you hope that's the case, right? I mean, you want to uh, you you want you want to care about your teammates, right? And you want to uh, their matches. Uh, it's 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 a little tricky too because you know you got to go wrestle your own match, and obviously the best thing you can do for the team is just kind of control your emotions and go out and use your energy uh, and use every second of that seven minutes. But um, and and like. Yeah, I know after, uh, you know, Roman won, I think, you know, the guys are in the back. And, you know, Nick was coming up uh, on deck. But, you know, Carter and Aaron, I mean, it's, uh, you know, they were 
uh, they, they both said, I think, you know, maybe, you know, if, if they weren't about to wrestle, they, they both would have been, been crying kind of a thing, just happy for Roman, you know, they're all happy for each other. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's exciting. So, you know, I'm thinking, you know, we got a lot, we got a lot of work to do. You know, there's a lot of great teams, um, coming up, uh, a lot of, a lot of young, uh, superstars across the country. So, you know, we got to, uh, just, uh, do a better job as a program and just keep, keep, uh, keep, keep climbing here. Gary Abbott, USA Wrestling. Kale, you're an Olympic champion, and a lot of the kids that won tonight talked about high Olympic goals, including doing real well at this year's Olympic trials. How important is your freestyle RTC and, and just the Olympic um, atmosphere that, that's at uh, Penn State help these kids as they develop during their college career? Um, well, I think, uh, you know, USA Wrestling and the opportunities they have to be Olympic champions, that's the pinnacle of, uh, of wrestling. Um, you know, the NCAA wrestling is uh, the pinnacle of, uh, obviously, folk-style wrestling, um, but they go hand-in-hand, uh, hand and, and uh, you know, they're, they're both uh, major goals of these kids. So, uh, you know, most of the kids in our room, I believe, uh, want to be Olympic champions. Uh, I think that's a reason... Uh, you know they choose they choose uh, choose Penn State, um, but they they I think they go hand in hand and and uh, you know we have some uh, just some great great people in 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 the room in the in in the RTC and and uh, and I, I just thinking about you know Coach Cody and Coach Casey and Varner and and you could just see I mean th- those guys really uh, um, really focus in on these individuals and help them to to be the best they can be and it's. Uh, uh, it's great to see. I mean, we have uh, we have a, a great staff, and uh, you know, I, I just try to stay out of the way, as you can see. I mean, you can see, you know, Roman comes off the mat, and he's like, "Where's Cody?" Because those guys spend a lot of time together, you know, and and Nick, and the you know the upper weights are uh, you know with Casey. So, yeah, I'm really proud and happy for uh, Coach Cody and, and Coach Casey. They do uh, they do a really really great job. Well, congratulations on a great night, Coach. Thank you. Final question for you, Kale from uh, Jacob Feria. Yeah, Kale, you know, you've long talked about guys rising to the occasion and, you know, the bigger the match, the better these guys wrestle. Obviously, tonight was more proof of that. What goes into that? Is that innate in these guys? Is that something you coach in these guys? Well, I think that's a tough question. You know, not something that I'm – I think it's, you know, I have to work every day and our staff has to work every day, you know, and we have to do everything that uh, we're asking them to do and more. You know, we have to be the hardest – working people uh, in the program and just make sure they have uh, what they need to be successful and uh, whatever that means. And, um, and that's, you know, that, that's, that's what we try to do. And, uh, you know, we've got to, you know, we've got to have the right attitude as coaches, right? We have to have our hearts and our minds set on the right things, you know, cause coaching's tough, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to be a student athlete. It, you know, it really is, you know, cause coaching your, um, you know, you, you answer to a lot of people. You answer to a lot of people. As a student athlete, you're just out there. At least you should be just having a good time uh, attacking your goals. So, you know, I think as a staff, you know, we work really hard to make sure that um, we get out of these kids' way and just, like, support them.
So those are your coaches or your top two teams. Um, even before the weekend, I kind of figured Iowa and Penn State would be at the top again next season for 21-22. Uh, but I tell you what, after Oklahoma State's performance, I find that I'm talking myself into a really fun three-team race between those three teams. And we probably shouldn't sleep on Cornell either and some of the other Ivy Leagues that are going to come into play. Um, you know, there's just there's a lot of factors that are going to go into what next year's team race is going to look like. But hey, if it's Iowa, Penn State, Oklahoma State deciding to duke it out at the top, um, I would not be disappointed. Detroit is going to be a blast is basically the short version of what I'm saying here. Okay, second half of the podcast, weight by weight breakdown. Here's what I'm thinking, guys, so I don't talk for you know hours, right? We'll list each weight, all Americans at each weight in order. We'll break down each finalist pass this Saturday night, uh, talk about the final match a little bit, and then we'll uh, discuss anything else that really kind of stuck out about each weight. Sound good? Um, cool. Let's hop to it. We'll start, of course, at 125 pounds. You're all Americans. Iowa's Spencer Lee, third consecutive NCAA title for him. Arizona State's Brandon Courtney finished second. Minnesota's Patrick McKee came all the way back and took third. We'll talk about him in just a second. Central Michigan's Drew Hildebrandt takes fourth. Utah Valley's Taylor Lamont takes fifth. Sixth place, Virginia Tech's Sam Latona. West Virginia's Killian Cardinale finishes seventh. And then Wisconsin's Eric Barnett taking eighth place. Shout out to the Big Ten, right? Among the many things that stuck out at this weight specifically, Patrick Patrick McKee absolutely deserves some kudos. He won six straight matches in the Russellbacks to come back and finish third. He lost to Latona in the second round, never lost again. Recorded three pins along the way in the Russellbacks. He was seated 15th this weekend. I thought that was pretty cool. Another thing that I thought was kind of interesting, and then as I looked throughout the rest of the brackets, it really wasn't as interesting as I thought it was. Um, wrestlers lost in the quarterfinals and then went 1-3 and three in the blood round at 125 pounds. Latona was the only one to bounce back and win on Friday night after losing on Friday morning. Almost always marvel at the guys who can do that on such a quick turnaround because it's very, very hard, clearly. Um, okay, Spencer and Courtney, how'd they get to the finals? Spencer Lee, 93-second technical fall over Virginia's Patrick McCormick in the first round, then a 15-5 major over Cardinale, then a 10-2 major over Purdue's Devin Schroeder. Looked really good there. It was 3-2 entering the third. Spencer goes reversal, uh, four-point turn, and then attacks on another point for riding time. And then on Saturday, or Friday night, excuse me, 11-0 major over Hildebrandt. Uh, Courtney opened up with an 18-7 major decision over Binghamton's Micah Rose, then a 9-7 win over Barnett, then a 4-2 win over NC State's Jacob Camacho, then 2-1 overtime over Lamont in the semifinals. Uh, pretty gutsy stuff from Brandon Courtney there. In the final, Spencer, Spencer won 7-0, scoreless first period, uh, but then Spencer went escape, takedown, tacked on another point for uh, Courtney's third caution in the second period, and then he scored another takedown, added the point for riding time in the third to win. Then he revealed to the world that he tore his other ACL during the Big Ten finals less than two weeks earlier, which makes what he did this week, guys, all the more impressive. Um, he outscored his opponents 59-8, to uh, he did it despite not having any ACLs in his knees. He, he might not actually be human, I don't think. Uh, by now, you guys have probably seen that ESPN interview. We caught up with Spencer um, a short while after, and he just discussed his week, what the team title meant, what the individual title meant, and just kind of his perspective on everything that had happened in the lead-up to the week and, and kind of what it was like for him after winning his third NCAA title. So let's go to Spencer now. All right, national champ. Spencer Lee of Iowa, 125-pounder. 
congratulations on your win. Mike Finn has a question for you. Spencer, congratulations. Tom Brands, your head coach, just said that you healed a lot of hearts tonight, obviously dealing with the guys who had lost earlier. Can you talk about what your role is with this team and how much you do inspire them? Oh, well, I think my, my, my job is to get it started, you know, so I'm not trying to make bad of the NCAA right now, but I would have liked to have started it off um, for my teammates. You know, that's my job, so that's a little unfortunate, but, you know, they made me last match, and you got to do what you got to do, but uh, I think that uh, my job is just to lead by example and uh, wrestle hard and, you know, like I said, get started for my team so they can they can follow my suit and, you know, you know, it's almost like, you know, you charge in battle. I, I, I want to be the one leading them. You know, if I'm the first one to take the hit, that's okay. You know, that's, that's I feel like that's my job. So. Uh, I was wanted this national championship for a decade. Did they need a Spencer Lee for this to happen? Uh, they need a team, man. That's what they needed. You can't win a team title with just one guy. Uh, you know, even if I pinned every single opponent, you know, like most I can score is 30 points and uh, pretty sure we scored you know, second and third place teams are both almost above 100, right? I'm pretty sure. So, can't win it with one guy. You got to win it with the team. Uh, that's all. That's all that matters. It takes a team effort, man. One guy isn't gonna. It might might make a difference if you if you count all 10, maybe. But Spencer, yeah. apparently you had mentioned something about an injury with your knee or your leg going in this tournament. Was how bad was it? How much did you have to gut through to make this happen? Um. Well, I mean, I already kind of said what uh what I said. I hate kind of repeating it because uh, it's not really my my motto to make any kind of excuse or anything. But you know, I tore my ACL in my other knee um, about 10 days ago, so didn't wrestle at all. Uh, I had three probably three-hour workouts every day leading up to this, and you know, tough it out. Doesn't matter. No excuses. I don't really I don't really want to talk about that much more. Uh, I pretty much just wanted you know people to know that <clears throat> we go through a lot as wrestlers and to appreciate um, what these 10 guys that won uh, put out there. And you might not know everyone's story, you know. I mean, I was hurt two years ago, too, at uh, NCAAs. But I didn't tell anyone because, you know, I didn't want to be that guy. But, you know, they thought that it was a good idea for me to say a little bit, a little something. So there you guys go. Happy? Congratulations, Spencer. <laughs> KJ Pilcher, Cedar Rapids Gazette. Yeah, Spencer, I, I know this team title was uh, – pretty important to you but how does it kind of compare to the individual accomplishment uh do you, do you kind of have more favor towards the the team or, or what you accomplished personally listen you do your job as an individual team tiles come you know and i just want to say something real quick that uh you know i i didn't just do this for me um i did this for the seniors that lost out last year um you know i'm, I'm getting kind of emotional i wanted them to win with us uh, they didn't get that opportunity, so uh, I mean, I don't even care about this trophy right now. I want to give it. I want to give it to my one brother, uh, who, who wasn't able to be here last year. You know, <laughs> so you know, we do our jobs as individuals, and the team title come. How's that? And other than that, you know, I do this for you know those guys. They missed out. They missed out on being national champs, and you know, I'm I'm, I'm sad about it. But I'm 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 thankful for the NCAA for allowing this to happen. So thank you guys very much for for letting us get back what was ours. So thank you, thank you. You know, you join a group of uh, Hawkeye wrestlers. Uh, there's only six of them before you now as three-time champs. Uh, what's that mean to you uh, to be the first one since Joe Williams in 98? Uh, I mean, I do my job. That's it. Uh, I mean, that's it. I just go out there and I wrestle my hardest and I, I score points and for seven minutes and more if needed. And, 
you know, I, I, I won three, you know, awesome, good for me. Uh, we won team title, awesome. That's what we came here to do. Um, this is what, this is how, how, this is what I wanted. This is what I've been training for my whole life. And, you know, we're not worried about what's next. So that's all that matters. Thank you. Gary Abbott, USA Wrestling. Spencer, the Olympic trials are in two weeks, and I know how important that is to you as well. Could you talk about your thoughts of that, not just based on your performance here, but, you know, uh, obviously you don't want to talk about the injury, but people are going to ask you about it. Doesn't matter. Uh, we're getting ready. See you guys there. Excellent. Thanks, Spencer. Yep. Take us out. Cody Goodwin, Des Moines Register. Uh. Spencer, how do you kind of process what you were able to do this week? I mean, that's that's I'm at a loss for words. How do you how do you describe kind of what you went through? Um, it was hard. Uh, didn't even know if I could wrestle. Honestly, uh, we talked about medical forfeiting a few times, and but I said if I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose my way, and that's it. It doesn't matter. I'm not I'm not one who's going to make an excuse. If I lost, I would probably have said nothing. Because that's just how I am. You gotta, you gotta win no matter what is wrong with you, and, and no matter what's going on. That's what makes, that's what defines a champion. Is you know, you go through whatever. And, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm actually kind of upset that I, you know, I told the world whatever. Um, excuses, man. I don't make excuses. Wins a win. But uh, I mean, doctors were kind of shocked that I could even do anything as soon as it happened. You know, <laughs> I'm like doing pistol squats and stuff with my knee, and my doctors were like. You shouldn't be able to do that, you know, but it's whatever, man. We we figured it out, so here we are. That's that's incredible. I just just a quick confirmation, you will be at the Olympic trials in two weeks? Right now we're taking it day by day, but you know, that's that's my goal, man. Go down swinging if I have to. I don't. How's that? Spencer, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Congratulations. Thank you. Go celebrate with my team, my brothers. At 133 pounds, Roman Bravo Young won his first NCAA title for Penn State. Uh, Dayton Fix from Oklahoma State finished second. Third place, Iowa's Austin DeSanto. Guys, he was tremendous this weekend. 5-1, and one, um, ultimately outscored his five opponents in his five victories, 65-20. to 20. Only loss came to Dayton Fix. Uh, Virginia Tech's Corbin Myers ended up fourth. Fifth place was Illinois' Lucas Bird. Sixth place, Era M- Mikhail McGee from Arizona State. Chris Cannon from Northwestern took seventh. And then Virginia's Louis Hayes ended up eight. Among the many things that stuck out at this weight, each of the top four seeds made the semifinals and ultimately finished in the top four. Um, not super uncommon, right? That's why they're seated where they're seated, but um, this tournament's always kind of bonkers. So, you know, to see the seeds hold the way they did, kind of impressive, right? Shout out to the seeding committee on this weight. Ultimately, though, RBY, the two seed, beat Fix in the finals. Fix was the one seed, and then DeSanto, who was the four seed, beat Myers, who was the three seed for third. Um, so shout out to the Big Ten, I guess, there. Another thing, had a really funny instance where uh, Bird and McKee, they both lost to Louis Hayes and Chris Cannon in the second round and then finished ahead of them on the podium. McKee lost to Cannon, Bird lost to Hayes. Didn't matter. Both finished ahead of them. That's why they wrestle, right? Um, kind of just thought that was funny. Uh, Dayton Fix and RBY, how'd they get to the finals? Dayton Fix, 16-3, to major decision over Bloomberg's Cole Roan. Then he had a second-period pin over Lehigh's Malik Hines, a third-period pin over Cannon in the quarterfinals, then a hard-fought 3-2 win over DeSanto in the semifinals, scored a takedown in the first period, 
held up as the match winner. Did a really good job of just kind of keeping his legs back, and DeSanto really wasn't able to get in on a ton of shots, despite pressuring him and walking him around the mat for quite a bit of the match. Um, RBY, he opened up 20-5 to technical fall over Appalachian State Sean Carter, then had an 11-3 to major decision over Wisconsin's Kyle Berwick in the second round, in the quarters, 4-1 win over Louis Hayes, and then in the semifinals, 5-3 win over Corbin Myers. In the finals, RBY won it, 4-2, sudden victory. RBY put together a mean, mean right out in the second period. That helped him secure the riding time point. Fix released him at the start of the third period um, and then tied it uh, on a couple of quick stall calls shortly after that. Um, I kind of felt that that was a little odd, but that's a different topic for a different time. So whatever. They go to sudden victory 2-2. Two to two. Fix shoots in. RBY defends and then reshoots. Corrals fixes ankles for two and the victory his first NCAA championship. 141 pounds. Penn State's Nick Lee, he wins his first NCAA title. In the finals, he beats Iowa's Jaden Ironman. Uh, Ironman uh, to get there. We'll talk about this a little bit more later. Just a bonus point machine for the Hawkeyes this weekend. Uh, two pins. First round technical fall in order just to get to the finals. Um, we'll touch on the finals again here in a second as well as Ironman's path. Third place at 141. NC State's Tariq Wilson. Fourth place, Rutgers' Sebastian Rivera. Illinois' Dylan Duncan took fifth. Nebraska's Chad Red took sixth. North Carolina's Zach Sherman took seventh. Uh, pretty cool for them. And then South Dakota State's Clay Carlson, eighth place. Among the many things that stuck out, Dylan Duncan, who is the 14 seed, he won four straight matches in the Russellbacks to reach the top six. And he won those four matches by a combined seven points. Uh, need that mental toughness if you want to win some of those tough matches, right? Okay, how'd the uh, finalists get there? Uh, Jaden Ironman opened up with a 20-5 to technical fall over Indiana's Caden Rooks. Then a f- close 5-3 to win over uh, Pittsburgh's Cole Matthews in round two. He was playing with fire a little bit there near the end of that match. Second period pin over Central Michigan's Dresden Simon in the quarters and then in the semifinals a first period pin over nc state's Tariq wilson uh maybe it was a pin maybe it wasn't that's what the ref called though so jade nyerman to the finals nick lee uh his path began with an 18-0 technical fall over drexel's julian flores then a 14-3 major decision over carlson in round two 11-3 major over sherman in the quarters and then a 9-3 win over sebastian rivera in the semifinals in the finals lee won this one 4-2 again in sudden victory very impressive throughout the match i thought he kept a very high pace while also staying away from ironman's ties and where he's good um that was really super impressive for him to be able to keep the high pace continue to apply pressure while also just kind of staying away from where Ironman was very good at. Uh, Nick Lee scored a takedown in the second period. Ironman scored a couple of escapes uh, to tie it 2-2. Nick Lee nearly won it at the end of the third period. Ironman did just enough defending a shot on the edge. And then in overtime, uh, Jaden Ironman, he worked into double unders and it looked like he was about to walk in for a step. Didn't feel right, but before he could kind of correct his position fast enough and step out, Nick Lee dropped into a shot, finished for two, won a national title. 149 pounds, Austin O'Connor became North Carolina's first NCAA champ since 1995 when TJ Jaworski won it. I believe he also won the Hodge Trophy that year. Austin O'Connor's now a finalist, so we'll see what happens. Ohio State Sammy Sasso finished second. Northwestern's Yaya Thomas, the 25 seed, man. He finished third. Oklahoma State's Bula Wallen took fourth. Missouri's Brock Mahler finished fifth. 
Fresno State's Kyle Parco took sixth. Stanford's Jaden Abbas took seventh. And then Appalachian State's Jonathan Milner, he took eighth place. Among the many things that stuck out at this weight, Yaya freaking Thomas, man. This guy went two and three at the Big Ten Championships just a couple weeks ago, then came to St. Louis, went six and one, and took third at the national tournament. Unreal performance from that guy. He wasn't the highest seed to finish on the podium, but he was the highest finishing highest seed, if that makes sense. Like nobody seated higher finished higher than Yaya Thomas. Um, also, there's been a lot of talk, and there was a lot of talk during the week and afterwards about Stanford wrestling, and rightfully so, because Shane Griffith and Jade Nabbis and Rial Woods and all those guys balled out. But shout out to Kyle Parko, man, and Fresno State. Uh, same situation, not nearly as much publicity. Parko went out, took third at the Big 12 Championships, and then became an All-American this past weekend. Kudos to him. Kudos to those coaches. Um, big uh, sending out my support and love and thoughts to all those guys that are supporting Fresno State Wrestling and they're trying to keep that program alive as well. California Wrestling taking a huge hit this year. Uh, finalists, how'd they get there? Sammy Sasso was the one seed, opened up with a third period pin over uh, Virginia's Cameron Hunksaker, then an 11-10 win over Parco. He really kind of had to gut that one out. Then an 8-3 win over Yaya in the quarters, and then a second period pin over Bula Wallen in the semifinals. Sasso beat four All-Americans in his five matches. That's uh, that's pretty good, guys. Um, Austin O'Connor, 12-4 major over Arizona's Corey Crooks to start. 8-3 win over Purdue's Griffin Perriott in the second round, then a 5-2 win over App State's Milner in the quarters, and then a 2-1 overtime win over over Brock Mahler in the semifinals. In the finals on Saturday, O'Connor won this match 3-2 thanks to a takedown in the third period. Sasso had a pretty good ride going in the second period to gain a little bit more than a minute of riding time. Uh, AOC escaped to make it 1-0. Sasso escaped to tie it 1-1 in the third, and then O'Connor scored out of a Merkel position. Like Sasso took the shot, and then Austin O'Connor savvy enough to kind of snake his leg into the inside grabbed a hold of the head the ref immediately saw it gave him two o'connor just kind of sat there and accepted the stall call because he was trying to you know knock off some riding time because sasso immediately up and out um and he was pressing o'connor nearly i mean not nearly he, he looked like he was able to score two on the edge there um i'd have to go back and rewatch the video again to just kind of really double play it in my mind um but, I mean, hey, they're on the edge. Um, it looks like they gave O'Connor just enough reaction time to try and defend it. That's what he did. No points. Um, tremendous action there on the edge for those guys. Tremendous athletes. Um, I, that was one of my favorite finals matches just by the way it ended. Um, you know, just, just the action in the third period is what made that one absolutely awesome. But, again, ref didn't award the takedown to uh, Sammy Sasso. The call stood on review. So, Austin O'Connor is a national champion. 157 pounds. Iowa State's David. David Carr won his first NCAA title. He is the Cyclones' first NCAA champ since Kyvin Gadsden won in 2015. And he also won it exactly 40 years uh, after his dad, Nate, won his first NCAA title for the Cyclones back in 1981. This week, David outscored his opponents 40-10, to didn't allow a takedown all tournament. Absolutely tremendous performance from him. We'll hear more from him in just a little bit. Second place at 157, Riders Jesse Delvecchia, the first NCAA finalist in Ryder wrestling history. Third place, Northwestern's Ryan Deacon. Fourth place, Jukori Teamer out of Arizona State. Fifth place, NC State's Hayden Heidley. Sixth place, Minnesota's Brayton Lee. Seventh, Iowa's Caleb Young. And then eighth place, Wyatt Sheets from Oklahoma State. A lot of things stuck out about this weight, but let's start here. Wyatt freaking sheets, man. Um, He's been battling injuries all year. He didn't actually originally qualify for the NCAA championships after wrestling at the big 12 tournament. 
He got a late call the week of the NCAA championships saying that he would be inserted into the pigtail because other wrestlers had dropped out. So he accepted that. He won his pigtail match, and then he won four straight matches in the Russellbacks to reach the top eight. Prime example, guys, of taking advantage of every opportunity that you're given and being great. Hell yeah, Wyatt Sheets. Also at this weight, Ja'Cory Teamer, dude. He balled out this weekend. He lost to Brayton Lee in the second round, but then proceeded to win five in a row in the Russellbacks, which included a 4-2 win over Michigan's Will Lewan, a 3-2 win over North Dakota State's Jared Franick, and a wild 18-12 win over Hayden Heidley on Saturday morning. Excellent showing out of him. He scored some major team points for Arizona State, which came away with a fourth-place finish. Okay, how'd the finalists get there? Delavecchia, he beat North Carolina's Josh McClure 5-0 to start. Then a 4-2 win over Oregon State's Hunter Willits. Then an injury default over Penn State's Brady Berge in the quarters. And then a second-period pin over Ryan Deacon in the semifinals. Uh, what a wild ride to get to Saturday night, right? For David Carr, 16-2 major over Army's Marcus Hartman. Then a 10-2 major over Will Lewan. Then a 4-2 sudden victory win over Brayton Lee in the quarters. Uh, Carr looked like he was going to ride out Lee in the third period, win that 1-2-0. Lee hits a quick reversal at the end of the third period. That forces OT. And then there, um, just an excellent reshot from Carr to corral the ankles, score two. And then in the semifinals later that day, two more takedowns helps him beat Hayden Heidley from NC State 6-4. That pushes him into the finals where he beat Jesse Delvecchia 4-0. He set the pace and applied pressure throughout the first period, got Delvecchia into a stalling call, um, and then he went escape takedown to lead uh, 3-0 in the second period. Then David rode Delavecchia out the entire third period for the additional riding time point and his first national title. In 2015, Kyvin Gatson told ESPN that he just wanted some ice cream after he won his NCAA title. He pinned Kyle Snyder. Uh, this weekend, David Carr told ESPN that he just wanted some gummy bears. Uh, we talked to David afterward about his national title, and we also caught up with uh, Iowa State coach Kevin Dresser as well, because we'll play those back-to-back here. And fun fact, David Carr is actually Dresser's first national champion wrestler in 14 years as a college coach. Pretty awesome for them. Pretty awesome for that program. Let's go to them now. First David and then Coach Dresser. All right. David, congratulations to you. 30 years ago, I believe your dad won the first of his three NCAA championships. Did he ever talk to you much about those days? And does he, do you have a favorite story that he used to like to tell about his Iowa State days? Yeah, so uh, he had came Monday and uh, running into the platform, he had a negative thought. But his mental fortitude was so great that he was able to get, uh, get rid of that thought. I told him when I decided to come to Iowa State, I wanted to come here, bring back the program, bring it back to fruition, and break all of his goals while I'm at it. And that's a big goal, but I just want to say all glory to God, and without him, I couldn't do it. Like I've been saying, um, I walk by uh, faith, not by sight. Um, Jesus got me through this whole tournament, and uh, I put my faith in him. And if anyone ever uh, wants to be a top guy and wants to train, come to Iowa State. I'd be happy to train with you, happy to bring the program back to where it should be, and that's on top. Kyle Klingman, track wrestling. When you win a national title on the big stage, usually there's a lot of fans, and there were minimal fans this time. How did that feel winning a championship with a virtually empty arena? I liked it because I can hear my coaches clearly. Um, Metcalf has been with me this whole season, and he's been telling me um, the right stuff. He's telling me to trust my process. He's telling me to wrestle the same. Um, Dresser's telling me to ice takedowns. Uh, these coaches are, are amazing. And so without having that many fans, I can hear them clearly. When they're telling me to push, I push. When they're telling me um, hard ride, I hard ride. And so it's nice to be able to hear them very clearly. 
Cody Goodwin, Des Moines Register. Hey, David, congratulations. Um, you were able to kind of apply some pressure there in that first period, but weren't able to finish shots. In the second period, you were able to finish that shot. How much did that kind of do? What did that do for your confidence? Uh, it was awesome to get that takedown. It's good to talk to you, Cody. Um, good to get that takedown. I wanted to get it in the first. Um, that was the game plan, but just making some adjustments. Um, I felt like the double leg was there, and uh, it was. Gary Abbott, USA Wrestling. David, by winning the Junior Worlds, you already qualify for the Olympic Trials, which is in two weeks in Texas. How do you quickly transition to freestyle, and what kind of goals do you have for yourself against the nation's best uh, in the freestyle? Um, I'm just going to continue this to listen to my coaches, take it one day at a time. I'm sure I'll take a few days off, and then it's back to training. Um, this is what we do at Iowa State. Um, so if you want to come here and train hard, you know where to be. KJ Pelcher, Cedar Rapids Gazette. KJ, the floor is yours. Congratulations, David. Um, tell us who came up with the idea for the celebration, because I think a lot of people uh, make the connection to where it kind of stems from. Uh, I'm a big visualization guy. That's something I wanted to, I visualized just doing a backflip and stuff. And, um, not in Metcalf's watch, so <laughs> we keep it classy. It was fun um, just to have that moment with my coach. Uh, he's pushed me a lot this year, and he's the, one of the reasons why I'm at, at this big stage and winning is because of him. And, and the whole coaching staff is that culture is about scoring points and having fun and being a little bit of a Rick. All right. David, from one Iowa State grad to another Iowa Stater, congratulations on that national title. God bless. Go Cyclones. Yo, I'll let you guys fire. You know, obviously a pretty exciting uh, night for us right here. And, uh, you know, David Carr's awfully special. And, um, you know, I thought he had a tremendous weekend of wrestling. Um, he just, uh, you know, didn't get rattled in any situations. And, um, you know, was really mature for – what on the books is a freshman so we're uh, we're gonna celebrate tonight speaking of celebrating did you see that celebration coming that he had with Metcalf there well those guys spend a lot of time working together in the morning so I guess they've been uh, they've been not just working on wrestling they've been working on some theatrics so uh, uh, those two kind of share a goofy brain so <laughs> it was a good uh, good thing for him so my disclaimer was is when he came and ran to me i said don't jump on me because i have to have knee surgery next week but he still jumped on me so <laughs> i had to suck up so i'm actually the toughest guy of the three okay gotcha for sure um what's it say about the direction this is your first national champion as a head coach right yeah you know i think i think i went over i don't know it was my first national champ i had a national runner-up at virginia tech and i've had a slew i think I think Gremmel made my 40th, 39th or 40th. Uh, somebody texted me All-American. But, you know, I've just kind of – that's kind of eluded me. And um, I guess it kind of goes with, you know, when I took over Virginia Tech, things weren't looking very good. And when I took over at Iowa State, things weren't looking very good. But um, it's exciting to have that. Um, we need to get a bunch more now. It's pretty good. What, what did this weekend – as a message, what does it send to the fans of Iowa State that you were able to take Gannon Gramel from the beginning, develop him to an All-American, and now you get your first national champion in David Carr? What's it say about the direction the program is headed? 
Well, I think we're headed in the right direction. You know, we keep climbing the ranks. I think we're going to end up 12th or 13th, depending on a couple, a couple maybe last matches here. And um, so, you know, we started out at 45th, and uh, we've, we've slowly climbed in three years from 45th to 13th. And um, so that's the direction we got to go. We got to keep building. You know, as coaches, we have a lot of what ifs, but, you know, we lost two pretty valuable guys at 125 and then 133 with Austin Gomez. And, you know, if those guys would have just wrestled at par, um, uh, we could have been right, you know, right there in the top five. I really felt like we could have been. But, you know, considering uh, the young team that we brought here to finish uh, where we finished was a good weekend for us. You know, we started out really slow on Thursday morning. And, you know, I think from that point on, we wrestled pretty solid. Gotcha. Thank you. Coach, can you kind of describe the feeling you had uh, after David uh, got his hand raised and was announced as the champion? Well, a lot of, you know, I, I do this, uh, you know, I love this job because I love to see kids reach their goals. Uh, a long time ago, I got a chance to live that moment that he just lived. And uh, when I started coaching, you know, even at the high school level, to see kids win state championships uh, for the first time especially, it's just a really cool thing and to see kids reach their goals and get on the podium and then especially win a national title is really uh satisfying as a coach so it's it's why i get up in the morning and do what i do at 165 stanford shane griffith is an absolute gangster but he's also an ncaa champion second place at 65 pittsburgh's jake wenzel one of two finalists for them which i thought was pretty cool third place missouri's keegan o'toole fourth place oklahoma state's travis whitlake fifth place ohio state's ethan smith sixth place zach hartman from bucknell seventh place cam amin from michigan eighth place anthony valencia from arizona state among the many things that stuck out i mean it's come on it's stanford shane griffith right stanford announced that at the end of this academic year wrestling would be among the 11 sports to be cut as a result of the financial pinch brought on by COVID-19. Never mind the outpouring of support from the wrestling community and the other sports programs that are getting axed. Never mind that the Keep Stanford Wrestling campaign raised more than $12 million to keep the program privately endowed for the foreseeable future. Never mind that Stanford won the Pac-12 title in 2019. And never mind that Shane Griffith went undefeated a year ago and then became the program's first NCAA champion since Matt Gentry won it in 2004. I am hopeful that Stanford will hear us out and overturned this decision not long ago actually arizona state nearly dropped its program then booster stepped in to save the program they hired zeke jones as the head coach and look this year they won their first team trophy since 1995 Stanford, I don't believe, has ever won a team trophy at the NCAA Championships, but the opportunity afforded to these guys is what counts here. My fingers are crossed, uh, even if my gut tells me, don't be so optimistic. We'll see what happens. It's a story worth following. Shane Griffith, though, how do you get to the finals? 5-2 win over Michigan State's Jake Tucker to start, then a 7-5 win over North Dakota State's Luke Weber in the second round. In the quarterfinals, 3-1 overtime win over Iowa's Alex Marinelli. Marinelli did a really good job getting in on shots, but not a very good job finishing throughout regulation. And then once they got into sudden victory, took a shot. Shane Griffith fed him some heavy hips, put him on his hip, was able to cover for two. And the win, that pushed him into the semifinals where he beat Bucknell Zach Hartman 9-2. For Wenzel, a very narrow 1-0 win over Drexel's Evan Barsack in the first round. Then he kind of settled in and found his groove. 8-1 win over Nebraska's Peyton Robb in the second round. 9-6 win over O'Toole in the quarters. And then a 4-2 win over Ethan Smith from Ohio State in the semifinals. In the finals, Griffith connected on a take down midway through the first period then he tacked on another in the third period after Wenzel had escaped to tie it two to two Griffith ultimately scored two back points off that second takedown and it was upheld on review he is again an absolute gangster him and his teammates actually wore all black all week 
as well as stay, save Stanford wrestling sweatshirts and hoodies and gear and all that jazz instead of Cardinal gear, instead of Stanford wrestling stuff. It was really awesome to see, and it was also really awesome to see him come out on top on Saturday night. 174 pounds, Penn State's Carter Starachi, an NCAA champion as a redshirt freshman. Uh, Iowa's Michael Kemmer finished second here at this weight. Third place was Nebraska's Mikey Labriola. Uh, Cal Poly's Bernie Truax out of the 12 spot finished fourth here at this weight. Michigan's Logan Massa took fifth. Utah Valley's Demetrius Romero finished sixth. NC State's Daniel Bullard ended up seventh. And then Rutgers' Jackson Turley ended up eighth. Among the many things that stuck out here, touch on Turley one more time. He was the 26th seed. He lost in the first round to Ohio State's Caleb Romero, but won four in a row in the Russellbacks to reach the top eight, including two pins and a technical fall. In the blood round, he beat Kent State's Andrew McNally 7-5 to become an All-American. Not bad, man. Definitely not bad. Okay, how'd the finalists get there? Michael Kemmer, he opened up with a 22-7 technical fall over Michigan State's Drew Hughes, uh, then a 17-1 tech fall over Army's Ben Pasiuk, um, then a 13-4 major over Daniel Bullard in the quarters, and then an 8-1 win over Bernie Truax in the semifinals. Truax, um, on his way to the semifinals, he beat Massa and Labriola back-to-back matches, then he beat Massa again in the Russellbacks, and then Labs was able to get him for third place. For Storacci, though, 10-2 major over Victor uh, Marcelli from Virginia to start, then an 8 2 win over Wyoming's Hayden Hastings in round two. 6-3 win over McNally in the quarters, and then a 2-0 win over Romero in the semifinals. In the finals, it was not unlike the uh, Nick Lee J. Nyerman match, guys. Starachi spent a lot of the match pressuring Kemmer. He got in on some deep, deep shots in the first and second period, but Kemmer's strong hips and Matt Savvy helped him avoid giving up points. Um, the match then went to overtime. Starachi just found a way to finish, man. He dropped into another deep shot, um, just muscling Kemmer over to his hip um, for two. That picked up a 3-1 victory. Pretty impressive stuff there from the redshirt freshman. 184 pounds, another Penn State champ, Aaron Brooks, made the Nittany Lions a perfect 4-0 in the finals on Saturday night. NC State's Trent Heidley took second. Third place, Northern Iowa's Parker Kekai's and just a redshirt freshman. Um, then fourth place, Rutgers' John Poznanski, who's just a true freshman. So really awesome to see those young guys compete. Um, Oklahoma State's Dakota Gear took fifth. Northern Illinois' Britt Wilson took sixth. Virginia Tech's Hunter Bolin took seventh. Then Binghamton's Louis Dupre finished eighth. Among the many things that stuck out, I already mentioned it already, but the true freshman that finished third and fourth, Keck Eisen from Northern Iowa, mighty impressive all week, guys. Stormed to the semifinals where he lost to Brooks, but then he battled back and took third on Saturday. He is Northern Iowa's highest finishing freshman at the Division I National Championships in nearly 70 years. Uh, back in 1952, Jim Harmon and Bill Weck both made the NCAA finals. Harmon took second at 147 pounds, and Weck took uh, first at 157 pounds. Uh, Poznanski followed up his third place finish at the Big Ten Championships with a semifinal appearance and an All-American finish at the NCAA championships. Again, love seeing these younger guys at bigger weights show out. Always great to see. We got another one coming at the next weight too, so stay tuned. Uh, the finalists, how'd they get there? Aaron Brooks, he opened up with a 17-1 tech fall over Gardner-Webb's Jaquan Anderson, then a 5-0 win over Minnesota's Owen Webster in the quarters, 9-4 win over Nebraska's Taylor Vend, and then the semifinals 6-4 over Kekeisen. For Heidley, 17-2 tech fall over Oregon State's Ryan Reyes, uh, then a 20-5 technical fall over Northern Colorado's Alan Clothier in the second round in the quarters, 3-1 win over Northern Illinois' Britt Wilson, and then a 2-1 overtime win over Poznanski in the semifinals. When they got to the finals... Man, this match was a wild one on Saturday night. Um, 
Had another scoreless first period. Then Brooks connects on a reversal where maybe, maybe he probably had two back points to go with it. Ref doesn't call it, though. Heidly escapes. Then again in the third to make it 2-2. Brooks then forces a second stall call on Heidly to lead 3-2. Then Heidly gets in on a great shot, nearly finishes on the edge. But that came after Brooks dove for the edge to try and avoid giving up two. He touched the outside of the mat. Maybe he grabbed it. I don't know. Heidly pulled him in. Looked like he nearly finished. I don't know. Maybe he did. The ref didn't call anything, though. And it stands up as a 3-2 victory for Aaron Brooks, giving the Nittany Lions four champs on the night. Again, pretty wild match. A lot of things up to interpretation there, but Aaron Brooks comes out on top. 197 pounds. We talked about those young guys at 184. Get ready for this, guys. A.J. Ferrari, true freshman from Oklahoma State, is an NCAA champion. Unbelievable week from that dude that was just as entertaining as it was thrilling to watch him on the actual mat. Second place in 97, Pittsburgh's Nino Bonacorsi. Third place, Michigan's Miles Amin. Fourth place, Iowa's Jacob Warner. Fifth place, Missouri's Rocky Elam. We'll touch on him more in a minute. Sixth place, Oklahoma's Jake Woodley. Seventh place, Penn State's Michael Beard. And then eighth place, Stephen Buchanan from Wyoming. Among the many things that stuck out at this weight, guys, Missouri's Rocky Elam. He came in as the seventh seed. He lost to Woodley in the first round. And then he rattled off five straight wins in the Russellbacks before finishing fifth. Here's who he beat along the way. 4-3 Four to three win over West Virginia's Noah Adams, twelve to three over Nebraska's Eric Schultz, then nine to one over Arizona State's Cordell Norfleet. All of those guys were ranked number one in some poll at some point during the season. That's nuts. He also beat Michael Beard to reach the top six, then he topped Woodley to finish fifth. Missouri's got a really, really good one there. Also, Woodley, the guy that beat Elam in the first round, reached the semifinals before sliding back to sixth place. As the 26th seed, he was the highest-seeded semifinalist this weekend. We knew 197 pounds was going to be bonkers, but holy cow, this lived up to the billing this weekend. How'd the finalists get there? A.J. Ferrari, he opened up with a 17-2 tech fall over Kent State's Colin McCracken. Then in the second round, 5-0 over South Dakota State's Tanner Sloan. Shout out Al Burnett. Then in the quarterfinals, 3-2 over Iowa's Jacob Warner. And then in the semifinals, 5-1 over Michigan's Miles Amin. That was a heck of a run from that dude just to even get to the finals. Uh, for Bonacorsi on the other side of the bracket, 15-2 major over Stanford's Nick Stemmett. 13-3 major over Virginia's Jay Ayala. A 4-1 win over Northfleet in the quarters. And then a 4-1 win over Woodley in the semifinals. In the finals, Ferrari's busy, busy week ended with an NCAA title. Scored a first period takedown and then rode Bonacorsi throughout the first and second periods enough to secure riding time. He had more than two minutes of riding time, guys. Bonacorsi scored from two escapes but struggled mightily to get to Ferrari's legs the entire match. 4-2 to two was the final for Ferrari. It was impressive, impressive stuff from him to cap a very, very impressive week. Excellent stuff there from A.J. Ferrari. At 285 pounds, your national champ, Minnesota's Gable Stevenson. His first national title. Second place was Michigan's Mason Paris. Third place was Iowa's Tony Cassiope, fourth place Arizona State's Colton Schultz, fifth place Iowa State's Gannon Gremmel, sixth place Wisconsin's Trent Hilger, seventh place Penn State's Greg Kirkfleet, and eighth place Ohio State's Tate Orndorff. Um, he was among the many things that stuck out here. Him and Trent Hilger, two double-digit seeds making the podium um, at very, very deep and tough weight class. Orndorff was the 21 seed, uh, won his first round match, then he lost to Cassiope, then he won three in a row in the Russellbacks to reach the podium. Hilger knocked off third-seeded Matt Stencil from Central Michigan in the second round, and then he won twice in the Russellbacks to reach the top six. Excellent tournament out of both of those guys. Orndorff took sixth at the Big Ten tournament. Hilger took seventh. Now they're both All-Americans. Pretty awesome. 
Uh, the finalists, how did we get Gable Paris round three? Uh, Gable Stevenson, he opened up with a 97-second pin over Campbell's Tay Gadali. I may have been mispronounced that name. Uh, then a 17-2 technical fall over Air Force's Wyatt Hendrickson. 9-4 win over Kirk Fleet in the quarters. And then a 16-6 major decision over Cassiope in the semifinals. Mason Paris, he pinned North Carolina's Andrew Gunning in the first round. Then he beat Northern Iowa's Carter Isley 17-2 in the second round. 14-4 major over Riders Ethan Laird in the quarters. And then a second-period pin over Gannon Gremmel in the semifinals. In the finals, Gable Stevenson got it done again, man. 8-4 win over Paris. Scored a takedown in the first period, added two more in the third to ice it, and then he did a tremendous round-off back handspring backflip on the mat in celebration afterwards. He is the latest Minnesota heavyweight to become a national champion. Good stuff out of that dude. That was the NCAA Wrestling Championships, guys, or, or at least most of it, right? We would have been here for hours if we tried to dissect every little nook and cranny of that tournament. And um, I will have another podcast that it's going to come out later this week. It'll be a little bit more locally driven, if that makes sense. Um, very interview heavy. Um, so I'm excited to share that with you guys. Um, I, one final thank you as well to everybody who, who listened to this podcast in the lead up to last week. And, um, you know, they read all our stories and our updates and they watched videos that we posted and followed along on Twitter all of last week. It was an absolute pleasure just being there watching the action unfold live and bringing you guys the results and information as it happened um so sincerely thank you so much again interacting with you guys is definitely part of the fun of this job um that's all we've got today you guys another long show but thanks a bunch again for listening be sure to rate and review the show apple podcast stitcher spotify google podcast iHeartRadio, wherever you get your shows follow your boy on twitter um at cody goodwin and be sure to also subscribe to the des moines register to catch all my stories mailbags analysis and videos on wrestling all levels of wrestling. We're not done yet. We got the Olympic trials coming up soon. Uh, We got some other high school stuff that's going to be coming up soon. Um, So once we get into the month of April, then maybe we'll slow down a little bit. Until then, full speed ahead, right? You can find links to do all of that as well as stories from this past week in the show notes. That's it for this episode, you guys. Thanks again for listening. We will talk again soon.